Before beginning with the message from our gospel passage for today, from the final verses of the 24th chapter of Luke, it is important to address two things on the minds of those in our country today. The first thing is a holiday on our national calendar, as it is every year. This is Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day is the day our nation has designated to remember all those who have died while in service to our country. While we are out taking advantage of sales, engaging in barbecues, and living for ourselves, we are supposed to be stopping and honoring those who lived for us and gave their lives for us, so that we have the freedom to enjoy all the good America has to offer. The other concern that is pressing on people's minds this weekend is the horrible shooting in Uvalde, where a young man clearly suffering from some sort of mental health issue, walked into an elementary school and killed many young children and two teachers trying to defend their students. And those two things leave us here this morning, preparing to celebrate the Mass on Ascension Sunday, thinking about men and women who gave their lives willingly and those who were young and innocent who had their lives taken from them violently. Those of adulthood who gave their lives willingly, we honor. Those innocents who had their lives taken, we lament. They each represent something more than themselves. The first, the greatness of mankind that we have among us, those willing to die for the benefit of others. The second is the gentle sweetness of innocence and how it should never be violated. We are inspired by those who heroically self-sacrifice. We are heartbroken and in disbelief over the destruction of innocence. When we see either of these happen, we ask the questions of despair. God, why? Why must wars continue? Why must men and women die to stop violence? God, why? Why are children allowed to be hurt and killed? Why, when they have done nothing wrong? We ask Jesus, we insist, like Mary and Martha, why were you not here to prevent the death of our brother Lazarus? Why were you not here to stop the violence, to prevent the deaths, to eliminate our pain of loss? We demand, like the disciples did in the boat that they thought was going to sink, do you not care that we are going to die? Do you not care that these young men and women had futures? Do you not care that these children were so young and their teachers so caring? And we ask that accusing question, Jesus, where were you? Jesus answers our questions quietly. The trouble is, it's hard to listen when we are angry. It is hard to listen when we are in despair. It is hard to listen when disbelief and grief fills our hearts. Yet, Jesus answers our questions quietly. I was there. I was there with your sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, husbands, wives, fathers and mothers. Did your child, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your father, your mother, give his life, give her life, protecting earthly freedom? I was with them. I know them. They are like me. I willingly gave up my life to provide eternal freedom. 
Was your child struck down while still completely innocent of the world? I was there. I know them. They are mine. I know what it is to be completely innocent of the world and be killed in the rage of those consumed by sin. Have you grieved the loss of those you love? I was there. I understand. As I died, I saw the grief in my mother's eyes, the despair on the face of my beloved disciple John. I knew the Holy Spirit, the Helper, the Comforter was coming, but they needed the support only another person could give in the moment. So I gave them to each other. Woman, behold your son. John, behold your mother. That is why you, as believers, are told to never give up gathering together and supporting one another. When there are blessings to be celebrated, multiply the joy by sharing it with your Christian family. And when there is grief to bear, divide it by supporting one another and knowing that Christ's love still prevails. Then when the shock, the disbelief, the anger and the grief have subsided, do my work. What did our gospel text say? Jesus said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all the nations. If the world is to change, if the sin that brings forth the violence we lament is to stop, it will change by the power of God delivered through his servants. That is us, you and me. We are to be proclaiming the repentance from sin and the forgiveness of God to those who repent. We pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, who is it that does God's will on earth? It is us. We must work for the kingdom of heaven to exert its power of grace in the world. It is done through us. Then our gospel passage says that Jesus raised his hand, blessed the disciples, and ascended into heaven. Joseph Talenda explains the importance of the ascension by saying, Forty days after the Lord's resurrection and after accomplishing his mission on earth, he gathered his disciples on a mount outside Jerusalem and after a final discourse departed from them, ascending body and soul into heaven. Mark describes this event in the fewest of words. After speaking to them, the Lord was taken up into heaven and took his seat at God's right hand. This mystery embraces three moments. One, Christ leaving his disciples, who are to continue his mission on earth. His triumphant entry into heaven being second. And finally, third, his sitting at the right hand of God in glory. Notice the first thing, the first priority in the list given. Number one, Christ leaving his disciples, who are to continue his mission on earth. Where is God? Where is Jesus when bad things happen? The simple answer, the answer given when a person wants to discount the value of faith, is that Jesus is safely ascended into heaven far away and uncaring of the problems of the world. The true answer, the answer we must embrace, is that Jesus is here because we are the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul reminds us God has so composed the body that there may be no division in the body but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. 
So let us serve our risen and ascended Lord. Let us do his will, proclaiming the repentance and forgiveness of sins. Let us show forth the peace that he gives, even in grief and strife. Let his kingdom come. Let his will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. We are the body of Christ. Let his peace come through us. Amen.